0: We believe that wealth is a journey and that this is your jumpstart to trading success. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Trader's Mind Chat live show. I'm Mike, and this is Stu, and we've got some trades to talk about today with you. We've got some live trading, open trades, focus list stocks that are in the neighborhood, and uh yeah stu um well what trades do you have uh, on the radar I, uh, like do a, you have um, anything that, that you're actively trading right now or uh or how how are things on your side
1: one position that i'm currently in yeah. which is uh land alien you're still in
0: land still there yeah. we were talking about that one last week yeah so that that's great so i just, uh just pop it open my screen here, or if you'd like to share your screen, if that makes things easier for, for everybody. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, I can, uh, can you do it on your screen? Yeah, so yeah, that's fine. All right, so Land, re- remind us. Well, uh, where did you get into this? I think, yeah, oh, we still have the markups. Is it this, right?
1: Yeah, that's right, yeah, down there. And uh, I took a scale out on that one. At Thirty-five, seventy, uh, and then uh, currently just riding it up. My stop sitting at thirty-three, sixty.
0: And the stop right now is
1: thirty-three.
0: Uh, yeah. oh, so like we're right below, uh, like where yeah. where that second one is. So yep. if we color this in red, uh, let's say. So that that's a backstop. So and that's where you hit your first
1: scale out too, right? No, no, I hit my first scale out much higher up, um, $35.70. Oh yes, that that's right. So
0: that I remember this one now. So this is the one where it, it like it just ran so much uh, on money. Then as it followed through on Tuesday, that's when you started to to scale out up here, and it was uh, like yeah
1: yeah that was friday's candle yeah so i entered it on thursday friday scaled out and um, up there took a third off um moved my stop up and it's just flopping about <laughs> mm. <laughs> you see. yeah uh,
0: that that's a, that's a fantastic one so far. Like you, you just level up when it blasts right out of the gate like this, right? So, uh, so for, for everybody that, that's joining too, right? Um, and as we're going along, as Stu and I are going along, like uh, please put your questions into uh, the chat. And while, while you're at it, also make sure that you subscribe to the channel and hit the, the notification bell. So that way, uh, whenever we go live you, YouTube or wherever you're watching, we'll send you an alert that, hey, we're going live. But um, over here, right? So, so you you this breaks out. You take your your scale out uh, or your scale out up here. You raise your your stop to to this level. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, it, it, describe to us well why why this level right here where, where we have the red line. Um,
1: it just well, it's kind of just almost touching the the 10 uh, period moving average now. Um, When I moved it up, it was a little bit above that, but I saw that big candle. This one. And I thought, well, I'll just park my stop underneath the previous level where there was some uh, minor support. Mm. And it's locking in enough of my gains that I'm not going to be disappointed if, if my backstop gets clipped um but it's also given the chance of fair trade at breathing It's, it's about six percent decline from from where it, what, where it ended up so i thought yeah i'll just i'll leave it there give it that that chance to to move around it may well still come back down and, and get hit it's not quite yet i mean on the intraday charts and it's posting a series of higher lows now mm-hmm. following the the 50 period moving average up on the 30 minute chart. So uh, I think it's fairly safe for now.
0: Yeah. It's a, it's at least at a spot where if it breaks below that level, it, it's starting to show a trend change.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Right. Uh, then I, I think that that's an important thing too. Like so often uh, like, well, uh, like, stops will be moved up uh a little too aggressively and i think the part of the purpose of a stop is to of course protect uh protect our capital whether it's to protect our initial capital when we're setting it or as we're progressing in the trade and we're we're protecting uh our profits but if we move the stop up too aggressively then we we'll, we end up choking off the trade um and so there's a variety of ways that we can exit a trade, uh, a stop just being one of them. Um, there's a trade that uh, from, yeah, I think, it, yeah, it was from last week uh, that uh, that we could get into in a little bit that uh, that was started uh, either last week or, or the week before and was exited last week um, and. Um, I had exited that trade based on, um, the, the, the danger signals.
1: Yeah,
0: danger signals, and so uh, like that's another way to to exit a trade uh, is by danger signals. Everybody familiar with what danger signals are and what what that means? Type into the chat. Um, but uh, it, it's actually a brilliant. Term that uh, that that I heard you mention at first, too. Yeah, danger signal. But like most, uh, like most people are, like most books, uh, like famous traders uh, that I've uh, learned from, have uh, considered mentors and have studied uh, from for for decades, uh, have always called it as sell signals, right? Yeah, uh, I think that a tweaking the word to danger signal uh, like helps to not prompt immediate emotional response or, or, or action uh, in the trade, uh, or at yeah. least uh, that's part of what, well, what I found when I started to, to switch the, the wording um, danger means that like you're getting closer to where it, like you would be prompted to act. But if you see like uh, several cell signals to me, that that's, prompting more of like, like okay like oh here's one cell signal here's two cell signals crap i better take an immediate action versus uh, like seeing like okay like there's one or two danger signals let's see like how many uh we could get before it prompts an action i don't know like it's just something that that struck me uh, the other day that that you had mentioned and i thought it was uh was brilliant
1: well, I, I use it to, <clears throat> uh, just, just a few uh, that I use that are pertinent to myself, but I use it really to start looking at um, here getting ready to take an additional scale out or to move some of those backstops up and just start re- reassessing my levels and, and having a look at that trade. So h- how can I get the most out of this? It's You know, it's, as you say, some of those danger signs are there. Um, so, you know, Let's let's start taking a tightening up a little bit because quite often I'll leave my stop way down at break even and just let the trade do its thing. So um it kind of gives me a signal to start moving up. Cause um certainly in my trading I only only take three exits really. So um two two scale outs and one backstop. So that's how I get out. Mm-hmm. Um and you know the danger signs kind of allow me to to move that backstop up potentially so that's where i am sorry i've got my dogs barking in the background <laughs> <laughs> yeah dogs are barking in the market too <laughs> they agree <laughs> um
0: yeah well, it would be a, a shame to let uh, like a 5r trade come all the way back to to break even like i used to do that trick all the time uh in the early days uh it, it's, yeah. it's not a great trick it, it's better to to definitely lock in gains and keep those profits. Um, were there, uh, were there any other trades that you have open
1: uh, right now? Or- no, no other open ones. Uh, I had a few in my watch list, but they all got destroyed yesterday. Really. So. Um, all right. Well,
0: we'll we'll get into that. Um, so two trades that uh, that I want to mention. Uh, so the the one that I was uh, talking about a little bit before was ERF. And so with ERF, that was the one from last week where I entered over here on the 25th. So that's like two weeks ago. And I ended up uh, taking two scale outs. So the way that, that I like to scale out of trades, like I'll take off uh, a little bit when I've made one times my risk. I'll take off uh, the half of the original position at uh, the second uh, when I have made two times my risk. So uh, by the time that I've made two times my risk, I'm out of half of the original position, and uh, that gives me the flexibility to uh, let the rest ride and not be emotionally attached to, okay, I'm up here, I'm up 19%, and then, uh uh-oh, I'm up only 1%, right? like Because I've already taken that profit off the table, it, it gives me the flexibility to maneuver in here. So what I ended up doing with this trade, and I'm managing the trade, and I'm looking at the trade each each day to see how many danger signals are there. Um, if there's any danger signals, and if there's a large enough number of them, then I'll start to unravel the, the position. So I hit my second scale out. Uh, I believe it was on... This day here, let us let, just pull this back a little bit. No, it would have been on this first uh, bar here, this one, one where I've got my uh, my cursor, All right? so so it's up there, and then price closes near uh, the low of the day, All right? So they just closing relatively low in the range like that. like I'm treating that as like, one danger signal, uh, a minor one, but there's so many that uh, I've thought of uh, like, yeah, like, well, what, what types of things show weakness that uh, I actually have a list of about 33, I think, uh, 33 altogether. And it sounds like a lot. And uh, yeah, yeah. The, to be honest, uh, like a, it, when when I started well, with this uh, a long time ago, like it, it kind of was and it, and it felt daunting. Uh, in that way. But um, when I have the this list written out now, part of what, what I, I've switched to do is to start to think through what types of danger signals might arrive uh, today. And I'll think through that before the market opens or uh, like, be- uh, like earlier in the day. So that way I'm not uh, caught off guard with half a dozen positions, and I needing to go through the, this monster list. So on this day, right, just to fast forward to now, on this day, there were seven danger signals on this day. Seven danger signals. And I'm going to pop open my list uh, so that way I could share with you uh, well, what those danger signals actually were. So just grabbing the playbook from this week. And the, this is uh, this playbook, this spreadsheet has all of my notes uh, and journal and everything in it this is something that uh, uh, that I publicly share I publicly share with our members, um, but uh, I'm glad to share it with. Uh, you guys here on the live stream as well. So, this is the danger signals. And let let me uh, make this a bit bigger. So, that way you could read this over here. All right. So, seven danger signals. Price closes near the daily low. Actually, uh, let me show you the chart and then point out the different danger signals that way. That's probably a smarter way to do it. So, Danger signal number one, price closes near the daily low on that day. Number two, price closes below the five and the 10-day exponential moving averages. So it's starting to show a loss of momentum uh, on that. Number three, the fast stochastic is crossing below the slow stochastic. So another sign of a loss of momentum. Number four. Both the slow, both the fast, and the slow stochastic are curving down, so another sign that it's losing momentum. And the reason why all of this is important, right? Uh, not, not to where you know, like uh, we have so many different people uh, logging in from all over the place to to watch this. It's. Not that these are should be signals that are should be widely adopted by everybody. It's that these are the types of signals that fit my particular style of trading. And if you've seen any of our live streams before, uh, then you know that my style of trading uh, is momentum based, growth based, swing uh, swing trading. So I want to be in and I want to be out, uh, and my average holding period is only going to be about two, the, the yeah about about twenty days right so so about four weeks so um, anyway back to the danger signals um, it crossed uh, below the one and a half ATR so I've got uh, this uh, indicator here that I've adjusted to show the average true range. Uh, and I multiply it by one and a half because I, I want to uh, be within the range uh, of the the average true range but to to just give it a little bit of width and on this day here it, it, it triggered as well. Um, let's see what what else the five EMA started to curve down the 10 EMA started to flatten out and those were, uh, the seven danger signals on that day. So, part of uh, telling you all this is that it's never just one danger signal to get you out of a trade, right? Like, if it or, well, shouldn't say it's never one, like, I guess it depends on the one and if it's stopping you out. Uh, but generally speaking, it. The more that you stack in a certain direction, the the more it's going away on a decision. It's almost as if you see like one of those scales, right? Like uh, I uh, grabbed a, I downloaded a picture the other day because I was going to put this into uh, my upcoming book. But if you ever see one of these, right, and you start. St- uh, putting a whole bunch of stuff on one side of the scale to sell, and you don't really have that much on the other side to to hold, then that's the thing that's going to tip you into making that decision. And that's what happened to me on Earth on Friday. And, well, it worked out because my stop was just below over here. Sold early to lock in uh, about one and a half uh are on the trade overall um, versus trying to play it out for something bigger and only ending up with uh, maybe about uh, half an R overall on the trade. So hopefully you guys followed along. Uh, I realize uh, that was a lot. <laughs> uh, of course, like ask questions. Uh, I want to see engagement. You guys over there on ShareVision, I see a lot more people hopping on. Welcome, everybody. Uh, let me know you're alive. Type into the chat. Let us know, Stu and I. And uh, you guys over here are on YouTube and Facebook. Uh, type into the chat. Let us know you're alive. So there was this trade. And then there was this one here, MATX. Both of them, by the way, uh, we have a free newsletter that we're giving out. Um, and I'll put the the banner up. So that way you could go hop on. Uh, so it's real simple. It's just Merrillwolf.com newsletter. And one of the things that we're doing in the, the newsletter is uh, uh, I'm sharing uh, one of these ideas each week with people uh, on the newsletter. Like It's not just meant to be like, oh, like here's a free stock pick. Like it's uh, showing like exactly where I'm getting in, where like, or it's sharing the plan. Of entry, stop loss, target, and the rationale. Just so happens that the past three weeks have all been winners. So that, that's uh, uh, that's <laughs> nice. So there was Earth, there was um, uh, Tractor Supply code That that gave uh, like a five percent gain, and then this jumped mightily yesterday uh, and produced a, a two R gain up to yeah the high water mark was about nine. Uh percent and so far yeah it hit the first scale out second scale out um it hit the first scale out so it triggered the entry and hit the first scale out in about two minutes of trading that that's what that's ideal that doesn't happen all the time <laughs> but that that's what happened on that trade and then um you know later in the day it hit uh the second scale out so at this point I'm Continuing to hold my stop losses just below the low of this bar here and uh, continuing each day to look to see how many danger signals are there, if any. And if I do get prompted with a number of danger signals, then I'll uh, exit the trade. If not, then I'm basically free rolling it from here. Um, let's talk about uh, some trades that you that are on the radar. Uh, Stu, you mentioned that you had a, a few on the radar, but uh, they got smashed.
1: Yeah, yesterday's action took, <clears throat> I think, my watch list. I decimated them um, <clears throat> yesterday. There's not much less. I'm just having a quick look now. Vivo, I think, is still possibly in play. It's just kind of surfing along that twenty-one period moving average. Um, So, but you know, it's nice and tight. You know, decline in volume and volume range decline there. Mm -hmm. The Short term moving average the 10 and 21 of kind of flattened out, starting to wiggle about, showing series of higher lows. Um, you know, uh you could maybe possibly look for a break of that downtrend line that if you drew one. Um yeah, possible decent back. entry spot. Yeah. Um yeah, we'll see how that one goes during the week. Um I don't know know. there's much else left, really. The only other one I'm watching is PayPal. Really, is probably the only one that's still... I'm still having a look at... I'm looking at that either both long or short, but I'm expecting it to potentially pick up and go back to the kind of... sort of major support which is about 125 so um poss- possibility of a 25 percent move on that we'll, we'll watch it and see but it's nice and tight down there uh, so, so it's uh,
0: tightening up and so uh, yeah. let's zoom back over here oh uh, yeah because ah so you,
1: you get two major supports one at 125 and the other is is 95 so it's kind of setting up a range in there so they're approximate zones, if you like.
0: Yeah, so somewhere right in that area where I drew that that little channel going yeah. all the way back here to 2018, well, it was resistance, broke through that, ended up being supported. Then, uh, yeah, like support and resistance is kind of a range, so around that area, and it's just revisiting it again
1: yeah and then if you same with 125 you see that and it's played between those ranges before in the past so um that's just one i'm looking at
0: it's around 125 let's set that up yeah right around back here yep uh that's that's quite interesting Yeah, and it does seem that it found a little bit of support the first Mm -hmm, test, and then over here flattening out. Yeah, it's an interesting idea.
1: So it's very liquid stock, and it it moves nicely. So Um, even if you're wrong, you're not going to lose your shirt on it. I don't think.
0: Mm.
1: And that's yeah, yeah. What was that? Pickens Mike this week for me. Yeah, pretty much.
0: Um, so one of the things well, with uh, with all these lists, right? Like uh, often, you know, the, if the if it's not if the market isn't uh, conducive to your strategy, right? So like if you're like let's say that you have a a strategy that trades long only and you're in a bear market, then it's not the ideal market environment for your style of trading. A lot of people will just throw their hands up in the air and say, like, why bother even screening at all? One of the things that a watch list helps us do is to, like, it, it provides, like, an extra feel for how the market actually is. Right. So I'm not just looking at the major indexes and waiting to for them to tell me when the market is back into an uptrend. I'm looking at the stocks on my watch list to see how they're behaving and to see how many setups there are, what quality of setups there are, what sectors and groups happen to be setting up, and how does the market treat them? And like so if 90% of the stocks on my watch list. And the breaking out of solid patterns, then, Hey, then that means that it's a great market environment. If the market smacks everything on my watch list, then, you know, I, I know that there's a pretty good shot that if I put my hand in the jar, I'm going to get bit, right. Rather than pull out a cookie, <laughs> you know, like I, I want to be able to, to pull out more, more cookies or something good. And for the most part, Um, Yes, really, aside from MATX this week, like most things uh, have gotten uh, beat up a little bit. And so even if there's, well, like I like to keep trades on the watch list that are just simply consolidating. But there's most of them on here are not stocks that I would, or not setups that I would take um because i've assessed the quality of them and they're they're just flawed or they're that and in an environment like what we're in right like so if we're looking at major indexes and we'll we'll do a full market analysis on uh on thursday but if we're in a in a market environment where you see something like this, uh, and let me take the annotations off so it's less um, noise. But if you see something like this, and overall the market's trending down, but over here you see some spikes uh, higher uh, like this, and you're seeing volatility and you're beginning to move sideways short term, it, it's it, the kind of environment that tends to be very choppy. So when you're in a choppy environment, uh, it it make it's generally more challenging to find high quality trades. Um, so when you do start to find high quality trades, it will often happen before the market finally does turn and start to resume an uptrend, and that's when you start to you can make some real money on that turn. And that's why we want to still like, we don't need to be in the market all the time, but we should be aware of the market almost all the time. Like if you want to go on vacation, like uh, go on vacation, like don't let that stop you. (laughs) But um, We do want to keep an awareness like back here, for example, like this was my best period in 2021 from the stretch from uh, early October Like I started getting long back here to about mid uh, or the end of November. And it was because stocks started showing up. Like in real time, the market looks terrible here, but stocks started showing up. So I start getting long and I'm not getting stopped out and there's not too many danger signals. So great. Hold on. More stocks keep on showing up. Keep on adding. And then before you know it, you've had a great run. But if you're not dialed into your process... Then uh, that's how you end up up here and starting to to have the that fear of missing out. And then if you're not dialed in, and you start to see an update over here, or over there, and maybe you go on social media or something, and you see somebody posting about, oh, like I just had this great gain. That then that's something else that might trigger fear and scrambling. And and well, we don't want to do that. We we want to be dialed into a, to a process. I'll get off my soapbox now.
1: (laughs) No, stay on it, mate. (laughs) Absolutely absolutely how you, how you do it.
0: All right. So not, not too much setting up right now, but just continue to do the work. Um, not a whole lot in, uh, well, in the universe, I was going to say in the, in the neighborhood list. How about shorts? Did you see uh like, it seems like shorts are taking a little bit of a breather here too loud. Like, like this, whoops, I'm in the wrong. Yeah.
1: It's mostly sideways action and most, most of the things I've been looking at anyway. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like,
0: like. Like this one was kind of there as a short. Like it didn't really work. Out. Like like this started to to go. It, it yeah. It seems like we're firmly in the sideways choppy kind of zone. Yeah. And does
1: other... range trading techniques.
0: No? <laughs> Anything uh, popping up for
1: for shorts? on your end i didn't see no no there's a few potential candidates but even they got struck off um, the other day so um no it, it, it's the thinnest i've seen the uh, potential setups for for quite a long time now so there's normally been something either to the upside or to the short side um but yeah it's pretty thin at the moment
0: yeah so stay active with uh your process uh but you don't have to play every hand
1: absolutely cash is Uh, up
0: all right so uh open it up to some q a um let us know what questions you have so far the the chat has been pretty quiet so um at least let us know that you're there, that you hear us, that this didn't just uh, conk out, and we're talking to ourselves. <laughs> it's always fun to to sit on here and uh, and chat, but we want to make sure that we're reaching everybody. Um, another thing that I wanted to uh, to share again. Well, we shared it last time. Um, uh, some people started to take us up uh, on the software, well, which was uh, pretty cool. So uh, let me uh, share this again. Uh, if you like the live streams, then you'll definitely love the Elite program because uh, we're doing four hours of live group coaching. It's kind of similar to this, but we're doing it on Discord. And so all the microphones are open. So you'll be able to talk well, with Stu and I. and on Saturdays, what we're doing is uh, we're doing, uh, there's three segments. So three hours on Saturday, three segments. where well, We're doing a full market review. We're doing a trading lesson uh, of the week. And then we're doing trade ideas. And we're going through all these different ideas. And we're, we're picking them apart. And everybody's discussing them. Um, and uh, we have that. Then on Wednesdays, uh, we do a dedicated Ask Us Anything. So everybody hops on any kind of trading questions at all. Um, people hop on and well, we have an open dialogue. Uh, so if that interests you, uh, shoot me an email at code at net, and we'll send you a special offer. Um So looks like we've got a question pop in. Awesome. Scott, always uh, always here to, to help out with the Q&A and help break the ice. I appreciate you, Scott. Scott says, what are your thoughts on logging trades as scaling uh, as... Uh, let me see if I'm reading this right. What are your thoughts on logging trades as scaling as individual trades versus capturing an aggregated average entry and exit price? If you track each scale in and out as individual trades, uh, won't affect the win-loss and stuff like that. Yeah, excellent question, uh, Scott. I appreciate that. Um, so, the, yeah, Stu, I'm curious to get your take on this um, a- as well. But uh, my first thought is to not get bogged down in... Uh, In that, like, so, so if you're, it, it sounds like you've already started. So I don't think that you're at this stage. But for the benefit of everybody else, like, if you're for for those of us that are thinking, like, oh, like, uh, how should I do this? How should I do that? And you're kind of like getting caught up in the nitty gritty. The the most important thing is to just start. And well, what I found that that has happened uh, with my own journaling through the years is that it's gone through iteration after iteration after iteration. And it you know like like I'm still discovering like well what, what uh, what's best, right? Like so there is no what's best. Uh, like I think that there's certain best practices, but the best practice of all is to build the consistency of actually doing it. Back to this, uh, the way that, that I've handled it is to actually do that that average gain, right? Like so I'll take, the, the average gain, have that be in the statistics uh, for the trade. So like I have the, the, the net outcome of the trade uh, in the statistics. And when I'm going to analyze the, the trade itself, then that's where all the notes come in. So I could see that, oh, I've entered here. I've added over here. I started to scale out this way and that way. And I have screenshots of the chart. So it's kind of marrying the best of both worlds. um let well what are your thoughts
1: right uh, yeah I, I think i understand the question Uh I, I think if you're using commercial software to do that trade login then it's going to depend on the commercial software's capabilities um what i used to use in the past d- didn't have scale in scale out so you had to do that kind of aggregation piece which i find was a bit of a pain um yeah. because you're having to write copious notes uh, where your you scale outs where and why and all that stuff. So I've, I've started um, just using my own spreadsheet to log my trades now, um, where I do um, capture each individual scale out as an overall trade, so that it's um, so that it's easier. So a trade is a trade, and, and that trade will have a number of different exit points. but I just mark each of those. Individually, so they're just like little trades within the overall position, so
0: yeah, that, that that's a fair point. Uh, I almost forgot about that, yeah. Like, so different software, uh, some will, some won't, uh, allow you to, to do those different scale outs, and, and the, that's actually one of the things that prompted me to drop the software and just go back to doing a spreadsheet because spreadsheet, uh, yeah, well, like uh, you need to to learn a little bit of how to uh, work with Excel or work with Google Sheets, but it's so much more flexible. You want to add something, you just add a column, and here's your new stats.
1: Yeah, I I think that's true. And Most of the the trade um, logging tools, if you like, or trade journaling tools that I've seen tend not to have um, multiple exits built into them. Whereas if you look at some of the portfolio management tools, then they generally do because most long-term holders have you multiple exits and they're always adding to positions and taking stuff off so um it just depends on what software you're using i think but the alternative as you say it's a very simple spreadsheet um you know if you normally take two scale outs then an exit then you've got three exit columns uh you know price and three exit amounts you know and the, the calculations are not that hard so mm-hmm. that, that's how i do it nowadays
0: uh, let me see. Well, what else? Uh, Scott says essentially tracking individual scales. as trades themselves start to get confusing when uh, taking in uh, into account LIFO and FIFO met-
1: methods. Yeah. Yeah. So that probably relating back to the um, to the kind of portfolio management stuff, whether it's last in first out or first in first out. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah, um, uh, well, we actually had uh, a conversation similar to this. Uh, I think Sal was the one that brought up, Stu, do you remember this uh, the, This conversation with, with uh, I think it was with uh, TD Ameritrade, Thinkorswim, uh, mm-hmm. and setting them up as uh, FIFO or LIFO. Um, they, you might be able to set it up with your broker where they would be able to um, treat your position as uh less than first out or first in first out uh, and make those adjustments that might be helpful or something to look into as well
1: yeah yeah so I, think, I think most brokers do it in a standardized way whichever it is for them mm-hmm. yeah i know yeah. mine is um, my mine is certainly um uh, a fifo broker but that's what it is
0: mm-hmm. do we have any other questions Any other questions you guys have? Um, We've got a few more people popping in uh, over here on YouTube. Uh, Still waiting for some comments over here on ShareVision. You guys just like to watch over there on ShareVision. Um, Let's see. Thanks for answering my questions. Hopefully others have some uh, as well. Uh, Yeah. um, Well, again... uh, if anybody would like to uh, check out the Mara Elite, uh program, again, uh, you could email code at MaraWealth.net. We'll send you a special offer uh, if you do. And also, uh, if you're interested in the newsletter uh, and have uh, some educational information sent to you, um, have our schedule of events, and of course, the one and free idea each week. Hop on the free newsletter, Marrowelf.com forward slash newsletter, and you'll start getting it. uh, The Sunday goes out every Sunday. All right. So I think we'll wrap things up here. Stu, always a pleasure.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Mike.
0: Um, Everybody that joined us live, appreciate you guys. Scott, thank you for all the excellent questions and we will see you back here next time take care everybody much love peace out bye everyone